the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about building up wealth handling it, understanding, understanding retirement, and understanding the world today on a complex world, where to go, how to build up wealth, how to save for retirement, and, and how to deal with the, the, the very tough things. I mean, this week we had a, well, you know, probably the second most volatile uh, week in the last two years, the biggest drop in two years in the market. It, 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 it just all types of things happening, uh, China tariffs. Uh, the uh, Fed's raising rates. It's one thing after another. What's going on? Uh, and, and we try to bring some uh, some clarity to what's happening in the world today. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about, as, as we talk about China, the markets, what's going on, we're talking about some IRAs, inherited IRAs, uh, how to deal with those. Some things you need to keep an eye on. We're talking about uh, the, the, the uh, China, uh, the tariffs. I was hoping we're trying to get some people on, some experts on China. Hey, we had a guest on. We I wasn't able, we were in, able to connect, but uh, the I, I think China is a big story. And and what's been happening, and we've been talking about this, and we wrote about it in our Max Out Savings Report, which we just sent out. Uh, and by the way, if you're not on the Max Out Savings Report, we sent those out Thursday. Uh, we talked. We you know we uh, talked about uh, the markets. We talked about China. Talked about some support levels. A lot of neat things in there. How uh, college expenses are delaying retirement and, and delaying the accumulation phase. If you're not on that free report, or you didn't get your copy. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sometimes people inadvertently drop off or we get caught in their spam filters or whatever. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com and sign up for the free report. We have thousands of people getting the report from all over the world. So uh, it's free, completely free. I, we do it to help you save, build up wealth, and understand the world today. China, what's going on? Why, why the TIF with China? What happened? Tariffs. Uh, we've heard that tariffs are going to lead to the next Great Depression. And the, a couple things that have happened here is for the last 30 years, well, since Nixon opened up China, it, the, the, the feel, feeling was we were going to help China grow. We were going to help China develop as, as, a, country, as a country and build up their, their country and, and slowly work into the global system, realizing that there were a communist country, but we could all, this is a new global world, and we want everybody to kind of participate, including China. And and so we really looked the other way for years and years and years, and, and we allowed China to, to come into our country, import all types of products, and, and, and then we allowed them to take, in many cases, they took the technology and in, in, in some cases improved it, but moved it over to China and produced products. And, and our trade deficit kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It hit $375 billion last year on a $16 trillion economy. That's quite a bit. And, and what, during that time, American workers lost jobs, plants and equipment were shut down and moved overseas 
to, to China and other places where, where we could develop them cheaper. And, and every year the trade deficit would get bigger. And every year the Republican or the Democratic president would get up there and say, look, we're getting tough on China. We're not taking this anymore. And, and they would go trot over to Beijing and they would come up with another deal to sell a few more airplanes from Boeing to, to China, maybe do something for Microsoft or somebody else, uh, do some intellectual property thing, come back. The next year the trade deficit would be higher in the year after. Every year, the same thing happened. Every year, they negotiated with good intentions, President Clinton, President Bush, President Obama, to try to redo, and nothing's happened. In the meanwhile, China has been taking our technology, taking our best goods. If you want to do business in China, China has required you to give the source code up for technology companies. They've required you to give up your trade secrets and show them to the Chinese, and then the Chinese have been taking those and put, giving it to their state-owned companies as a requirement to get into China. And these CEOs are so desperate to get into China, they'll basically barter the future of the country away so they can hit their you know, uh, bogey in two years so they can get their bonuses. And, 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 and it's been wrong. It's not been in the best interest of the United States of America. Along comes Donald Trump. And Donald Trump can do the same thing. He can go over there and negotiate with the Chinese. President Xi Jinping will come up with a big trade basket of $30 billion more products they're going to buy from us. And he'll come back and announce a big win. And then next year, the trade deficit will be $400 billion. And so somewhere you have to draw a line on the Chinese. What changed? A, A couple things. Donald Trump believes trade should be fair. He believes in free trade, but it should be fair trade where everybody's freely trading, not just one country has free trade and the others are taking advantage of us. And the other thing is China has adopted a strict, much more authoritarian rule. Xi Jinping, president of China, has made himself president for life. You know, people don't realize when most Chinese people, when they were modernizing over the last 20, 30 years back, Xi Jinping just back to the countryside and built up his power base in the countryside, but like Mao, like Mao did, and, and he worked his way back up through there. He's a much more hardline communist believer. He since has routed many of the reformists and many of the, of the free free market in, in the democracy people there in China, and huge numbers of people have been put in jail. There's been massive corruption to get rid of this enemy corruption investigation. In and so what we've seen is China has taken a hard tack to the left with their policies. And now all of a sudden, this is not just Donald Trump. And we're working to get some guests to talk about this and understand this. I, I think this is a fundamental shift to the establishment in Washington, realizing, oh, my God, these people really are hardcore. They're not going to – they are out to get – to control industry in the world and communism, and and we maybe have been a little bit too free with our technology, with our products, with our allowance of trade. And I mean, have to understand, they did a study. We we put some tariffs on this week, which caused the market to drop. It the studies are saying they're stealing thirty to sixty billion dollars worth of technology a year, which means our trade deficit, in, in, if you really look at it on an honest basis, is four four hundred fifty billion dollars a year. They're taking out of the country. China is flying around in in jets that are copies of American stealth fighters. That's how bad the situation has gotten. China has people in all the major universities looking for technology to bring back to China, in some cases stealing the technology. I've heard, and so I heard one instance where that we have some very, very, very advanced stealth stuff that makes things virtually invisible that has been stolen by the Chinese uh, out of, I believe, Duke University. I, you know, I can't quite confirm that, but it, this is what we're dealing with the Chinese. Somebody had to stand up to the Chinese. And, and, and finally, we're doing it. We, we're standing up for the American people. And one thing that you've got to respect about the Chinese, the Chinese aren't bad people. They're standing up for their people. They need jobs. They know it. They need to grow their country. And they believe in China. And, and the problem we've had in this country is we've had a group of politicians in an elite class at the top of this country that doesn't believe in the working people and won't fight for them. Donald Trump is fighting for them. And, you know, I'm out of town today. We're doing a remote. I, I, I'm sitting at the hotel, and 
I read the Drudge Report, and there on the Drudge is George Clooney. George Clooney is proud of the United States because a bunch of uh, high school students are, are protesting for uh, gun violence. He's busing them in. Him and uh, the rest of the Hollywood elite class is busing them in and, and into Washington for this big thing, and he's so proud of the United States. George Clooney lives, has a house in Cuomo, on Lake Cuomo in Italy, lives there, and is building a mansion on, I think, the Thames in London. And, and the guy lives in London. He has the audacity to come over here, and he's tell us he's proud of he's proud of the United States. I go, I pull up and look from the, from the Drudge Report. I look over to there's a, there's an older gentleman reading the paper, and he's got a Make America Great hat on. You know who is a better quality individual, George Clooney, this Europeanist globalist that trots over to the United States and tells us how proud he is, or that man reading the paper that sat there all of his life and built up and stayed in the United States and built this country up. That's the difference, and that's what we're having to deal with with these people in Washington, D.C. And so Trump is standing up for him. This is going to cause problems. This is why the markets dropped off. And this is what we're starting to kind of deal with in general here. But it, it's just disappointing to see this type of stuff happen. I think it's about time we stood up to China. I believe there are bigger danger. And we've talked about it in the show for a number of years. We've talked about the pollution problems in China. We, we, I, we went over to China. years ago, A couple of years back, we went over to China. We talked about it in the show. We visited three or four cities in there. We took the train, looked around, uh, talked about the pollution, talked about the empty buildings, talked about the overbuilding. You know, it talked about the dangers to China, and and finally we're standing up to them, which is good. China's not our enemy. We have to understand China's not our enemy. We need to respect ourselves as a country and stand up for the American people, and Donald Trump is starting to do that, which is exciting, but it's going to cause problems. It's going to cause uncertainty, and we will never make big progress with China until they think we're really serious and a trade war sort of breaks out where people finally agree to deal fairly with each other. Because before, they knew the minute people got nervous about a trade war, the market would drop a little bit. The, the, the Washington would buckle and give China everything they want. We've got to stand up for our people, and that's what we're seeing. So it's going to cause this is another danger sign in the market, something we're going to have to watch very closely. I, China's going to probably come back with some tariffs now and do something, and we're going, to, we're going to see some back and forth in this. It's not going to be an easy thing, but I think we're making progress in this country, which is the important thing. So, by the way, a couple things. This is a live show. You can call us up here uh, at Max Out Savings. Uh, so it, it's 713 713- Three three nine ten seventy at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. So, so anyway, the reason for the talk on China today is is this is affecting your retirement. This is uh, this is why the market fell seven hundred points uh, on on Thursday and then four hundred something points. I didn't even say it was close to four hundred points. I forgot the exact amount on Friday, and we're going to talk about that after the break really what's going on there. These some concerns we've been talking about on this show. We've been warning you that this is happening this is coming about. We've been warning you know, warning to watch these these averages when they break under it. We've been saying, hey look, we talked about the valuations early in the year, some of the highest. We said nineteen ninety nine, nineteen twenty nine, two thousand eight levels, be cautious. We laid out the great uh, the groundwork where this thing is starting to shift and the shift is starting to happen. And, and I think I think we're starting to see this is why you're seeing the, the sudden volatility in the market, it, because we're seeing a change. We're seeing a shift in the character of the market. We're seeing really danger signs come up. They've been coming up more and more and more, uh, urging caution in here. And the mistake everyone makes with this market is they think by the time the market tells them to get out, they're going to be able to get out. And, and as we talked about, the problem with this market is – this is like a big party, and it's midnight, and the party's completely out of control, so you get right near the door, and you're hoping to be able to get out when it all goes bad. And the problem is everyone else is going to try to stampede at the same time for a very small door, and that's where the problem's going to be. What, what everyone's going to try to – if they think this market's – everyone's going to hit the exit at once, and that's going to cause the drop in the market. And that's the real danger that we've talked about where the liquidity suddenly dries up. And we write about this in the Max Out Savings Report as well. Uh, so if you're not on that list, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. We write about a lot of this stuff in the, in the report. It's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for that free report. And 
extend. If you need some help with your retirement, you can also go there, maxoutsavings.com. I tell you what, we're coming up on a quick break. Uh, if you get any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade Say, on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go. Hello, Ted. Video no. No. Right. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We've got Ryan running the show. We're doing a remote today. And so um, we're talking some about the markets. Uh, Ryan, have we had any calls come in? or Ryan? Hi, Ted. Yeah. Ted, uh, hold yeah. just a moment. We have uh, one caller. We have Ernie. Okay, great. Okay, Ernie is on. Hello, Ernie. You had a question for us. Yeah, Ted. Uh, I wanna, I wanna see what, uh, what, if there's any explanation for the huge, I mean, huge divergence between the price of uh, West Texas crude or Brent. And uh, the price of the oil stocks, why is there such a dramatic divergence? To give you an example, back, uh, I have a portfolio of about eight oil and gas stocks, about five of them production companies, three of them are pipelines, MLPs. Anyway, uh, back on January 23rd, from January 23rd to now, I've, <clears throat> I've lost $70,000. And back on January 23rd, the price of oil was 64.47, and now it's 65.74. And and uh, Friday it went up over a dollar, I believe, a uh, barrel. But my portfolio just stayed the same. The oil stocks are not going up 
in price and uh but the price of oil has made a nice run from about fifty nine up to sixty five seventy four what is there any explanation for that yeah I, I tell you what this, I've had this discussion a couple times this week with different people trying to trying to come up with see if we get get an answer on that is, is there a couple things I, I think the investment community doesn't believe they're gonna we're gonna hold the sixty five dollar oil they think we're gonna go maybe back into the fifty five the other discussion that we've had is I, I, I think some of these portfolio managers are buying into this idea that, that you know, in another 10 years, we're all going to be driving electric cars and the demand for oil is going to drop. Okay. And, and, and I think they've really started to drink the Kool-Aid on this. Uh, I, look, I think electric cars are coming. Uh, I, I think there's going to be demand for them. I think that uh, we're still going to need natural gas to heat our homes. And and we're still going to need oil. We're going to need diesel fuel. And so I don't see the oil industry going away. I've been hearing the oil industry is going away for, you know, 30 years now, and, and, and it's still here. And even if you adopt the worst-case scenario on the oil to, to, to what these people are saying, if you look at the cigarette companies, Philip Morris, since they've basically done everything they can to eliminate cigarettes, has – has done nothing but go up. So, right. so I, I don't subscribe to that thought. But I think I think fuel uh, energy demand is going to slow. In uh, we're going to make a transition over time. But gasoline is still incredibly efficient, uh, and it's still going to be around. I I, I think it's two. Th- so I think it's two things. I think they don't think oil is going to hold at sixty five, and they're concerned about the all the shale out there. How. So, so it's more, it's more the, it's more the perception than the reality is why people are not bidding up the price of the oil stocks. That's what, that's what we think it is. Yeah, that's what you think it is. Well, when when the oil took a huge dive back in uh, November of 2014, I was working in the industry as a landman, and uh, I said, "Hey, this is." This is not going to last. So I loaded up. My whole portfolio is oil and gas, uh, and I've just taken a beating. You know, I've lost uh, close to a hundred grand. Would would you? Uh, you think it would be uh, fee- uh, uh, smart to just lick my chops and get out? <laughs> and go uh, into you know, I wouldn't do that, but I would. I would maybe start doing looking at a little bit of a diversification into some other stuff. I, I don't yeah, think you can completely overweight the sector. And that that's that's something we've because, looked at and had some conversations. Well I'm definitely not about. I'm not diversified. I've got ninety percent of everything I have is oil and gas and the other ten percent is gold. <clears throat> I'm in commodity I keep hearing commodities are going up. Commodities are going up. Yeah look I, I, I look we're we're big big believers in commodities and and, and uh, I, I think we're starting to see inflation come through, uh, but I think you're overweighted. Look, we like the gold sector. Our clients are in the gold sector for a certain percentage in the metals and some of the ETF. And, and, of course, and, and oil is one of oil, oil, oil is a commodity. So you 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 like oil. You're just not as hot on it as I am. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I think I would start looking to do some diversification. You're just really overweighted. You got to remember. Uh, you, you have to you diversify because no one is right all the time, and so you diversify. Yeah. So if, if if you're making a mistake on something, it, it just doesn't completely you know take your portfolio down fifty percent. But, but you don't you don't see oil going back in the thirties or the forties or the low fifties anytime no. soon, do you? No, uh, I mean look, we've got problems with Iran. They put Bolton in there, who's really tough. Uh, we're having real problems with the Russians. It's keeping oil up. I think you could see all if if things get, or we we have a recession or something you could see all back down in the fifties. Well, well, why is problems so, with the Russians keeping the price of oil up? Because they have almost as much oil as we do, right? Well, yeah, but if you can keep their oil off the market, then uh, then it 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 creates demand for oil elsewhere, which is replaced by the United States. Okay, I got it. Well, that was that was good. Uh, good yeah, evaluation. Look, I mean, this, this is, yeah, this is a good. Look, there's really a huge uh, dispersion between the price of oil and the oil stocks, and it seems to have triggered right around January, right when oil peaked. And I'll tell you the final thing, which is something I've really been talking about on the show and a real major concern of ours is 
I'm wondering just how much liquidity is in this market. And if, and if maybe everyone started selling the oil, there was no buyers and they fell off and it wasn't quite – that that could be applied to every stock out there when it comes their turn to sell. And so that's the other thing. Yeah, another reason, another reason I guess the oil stocks haven't matched the price of oil is because the market is taking a big hit on the general market. It's affecting it somewhat, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, right now I'm 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 not as bullish on oil going up, up above this level. It's right near the top. I'm more bullish on the stocks because they, they're trading like oil's at fifty five already. Well, what's trading at fifty five? Uh, oh, uh, the oil stocks are trading like oil's actually at fifty five. Not 55. yeah, yeah, like they're at fifty five. But you don't see it going above seventy. No, uh, there's too much oil in the Permian and and out with the shale. Too much inventory, huh? Okay. Well, I appreciate your evaluation. You gave me some good uh, idea. The main two things is the perception that it's not going to hold, and the other thing is the people, all these electric car nuts out there, right? Yeah, keep in mind, a lot of these guys all live in Washington, D.C., where they have no, you know, I mean, why would they need a car when they can just jump in an Uber and go five blocks down the road? Yeah. Yeah. And even China, look, developing countries use more oil as it goes up. And so it wouldn't be a bad that. idea for me to just at least sell about half of my oil stocks, right? I think even, though I have, even though I've taken a big, a, a huge loss, like 30, 40%, just take my losses and get out uh, you on, know, on mean, at look, least. You can work slowly, maybe say take 25% off and try to keep the ones you really believe in and get rid of the stuff that's not working. Yeah, I like stocks like Devon Energy and Apache. Are, they're, yeah, they're well, doing we, pretty well. Yeah, uh, we like Apache. We own that quite long, by the way. You like Devon, too? Uh, Devon, yeah, we, we, we picked out Apache. Devon's good, too. Okay. Well, I appreciate your uh, insights on that. Okay, great. Good luck. Thank you. All right. The, yeah, in full disclosure, we're not, not a station on Apache. Uh, what any questions or comments? Three 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 nine ten seventy. Ted, we also have a call from Daniel. Okay. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Ted. Yeah, you had a question for us. Oh yeah, but basically had a question. Do you know anybody right now that is saying go all to cash, sell all of your stocks? Any any of the end of the firms now? Because Ted, oh, no. I mean, I hear this stuff. Like in 2008, we had all our clients in cash. I'm like, you're lying. Is there anybody now that's saying that? I haven't heard. Well, you get the Stansberries and some people like that. They're like, get all cash and go to gold. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I have to tell you, I'm seeing some people that are starting to get really spooked in this market. And we're extremely defensive right now. Uh, And so... Uh, but the big, the big firms know. Although what you're seeing out of some of the big firms, if you look closely, is something that we've been we've mentioned on the show a couple times here in the last month. Is is that this this chart, the charts on the market, are eerily re- resembling 1987, and and so that's kind of a major concern. That, now, okay, having said that, that's a massive concern for these guys over the weekend. They're looking at this and going, oh, my God. So, yeah, look, you have extremely okay. high valuations in the market right now, and, uh, and and it's just a tough place to be, and there's just not a lot of cheap stocks out there. The oils maybe are one of the better plays. And, and so you, you have rising interest rates. You have a tariff, a trade war with China coming on. You have this. Mueller, who seems just hell-bent on trying to take down the president, all of that is adding up to really a very unfriendly market against a backdrop of, of record high uh, valuations, in many cases, or close to record high valuations. Look, Ted, I was very shocked with him that he, he signed this $1.3 trillion extension. I mean, and I just told Ted, Ted Cruz's office, I said, you vote for this thing, and bottom line, you've lost my vote in November. I think a lot of Republicans are going to be unemployed. They're unemployed now, but they don't realize it. But come November, I'm not voting for him. I back Ted yeah. for the presidency. 
But well, well, you can't go on like this. Look, I mean, where, where are they getting the money, Ted? Yeah, I agree. Look, here's a couple thoughts on that. Number one, I think they're going to come back with something else for the wall in the Dreamers here shortly. Uh, the, the other problem, we're, we're, I think what really happened here is, as near as I can see, I think these guys are very worried about the military. Uh, things have gone really badly in China with China, really badly with Russia. We, I mean, we could wake up two months from now and be at war with North Korea, and we have a, a military that's severely underfunded. And I think, in the end of the day, that won it at the White House, uh, where where the country was somewhat in danger. Look, we've got to get control of all this spending. Uh, the Republicans and the Democrats haven't done it. They've been really the, the biggest the most guilty party in this whole thing has been the Federal Reserve, which has given everybody the idea that the, if there's any shortfalls, they'll just print money. And, and they've done <laughs> yeah. okay. damage, huge damage to the United States of America with by, by bailing people out all the time. Well, a great show, Ted. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it, yeah, anyway, a lot of things are happening. Uh, the market was off about yeah, it was off huge this week. We wrote in our report is if the market breached twenty four hundred, it could be in the S and P. It could be danger of a crash. We 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 actually the, the, it went out Thursday. We think we're writing it during the day, and the market just started cascading. And the other number was twenty four thousand on the Dow. And really, this thing is close to breaking support that goes back to two thousand sixteen at best. It's broken underneath that the trend lines, and, and really. It, a lot of just big changes are happening that just aren't good. And this is the real concern you have with this market. If you look what performed this week, at the end of the week was the gold and silver sector, treasury bonds. And those those are kind of really, these are where people are starting to get scared. And we're seeing some, some there's something called the LIBOR uh, OIS or something number, which is, Basically, I've kind of butchered the number, but it's 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 a spread between the, the what the banks lend themselves kind of uncollateralized versus the collateralized lending at the banks, and that's going up, and that means that that people are demanding collateral for banks, particularly in Europe, and there's some concerns. Here. So something's going on there. Things aren't looking good. Things are changing in this market, and look. If this market doesn't stabilize, you can see an incredibly nasty week next week. And this is something we're going to have to watch very closely. Uh, I was surprised the market, what I really thought is the market would really kind of come back up to even on Friday. They would try to stabilize it because they don't want the market to look bad over the weekend. And then Monday or Tuesday really would look bad. And that, and then said this one just kind of cascaded into Friday. So. I think you've got to be exceptionally careful with this market. It has to get back above the 150-day moving average very quickly, or it's going to be in very severe trouble. It could be the end of the bull market that's going on for since 2009. So this is something we're going to have to watch. So what, we're going to be talking about this. We'll be right back right after this quick break. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. 
but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your okay, business you can on the hear air, me. I just can't hear me. With our no, drone video here. Let us no, that's what I'm saying. I just can't hear me. I was expecting to be able to hear me. at 512newmedia.com or call 281 Well, when we come back, Ted, Oscar is on the line. So, you know, we'll do the intro and then I'll put Oscar on. actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. And you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. Let's take a call from Oscar. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hey, Ted. Oh, oh, that fellow that asked about who who said to go to cash, uh, Robert Kessler has been saying to go to cash and treasuries. So that's yeah. one guy. Well, look, we're, we're really, really, we've been saying go to cash on our newsletter. We've got an enormous amount of cash built up in our portfolios right now. So do I. So do I. I believe it, too. But, yeah. but I'm a nobody, so why, you know, nobody will be listening to me. Yeah, hey, and Ted. by the way, we won't, it's hard for us to go to say, all oh, sell everything. We just won't. I mean, that, that gets real difficult, but you really have to put the, I think right now you really have to have a lot of protection in place with a lot of cash and a lot of very defensive things. Right you know, these, you know, these money markets have been going very short, uh, you know, 25, 24 days as far as what they lend out money to. They're very concerned. There's a liquidity trap here. And the well, money markets are Oscar, very, very concerned right now. Yeah, yeah. The, what, keep in mind, Oscar, the, 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 the rules have changed on money markets since they, they – the, 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 the Fidelity and all those guys have had to move, and PIMCO have to move all, TD Ameritrade have moved all their money markets very, very short term. Mm, that's right. Because the new rules on that. So if you well, want to and, 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 and you can't blame those new rules because the Treasury is not behind them anymore like they were, you know, back in 2009 where they had to come in. So yeah, these yeah. rules, uh, there's a reason for these rules. Uh, and so, but there's a, there's a liquidity trap. Uh, you know, this market, at the end of the day, uh, one hour or two before, people have been there's – no, there's no buyers. They're just sellers. Well, yeah, yeah. that's – look, and that's what we write about that in our Max Out Saving Report we just sent out. That's our real concern is, is the liquidity is a mile wide and an inch deep with all these com- computerized programs all over the place. The minute they shut those down, a lot of these companies, they thought they maybe had five, ten million or more shares of trading liquidity a day, which means that that was the volume. If all those programs shut down, maybe that liquidity is only $5 million. In that case, these guys are really in trouble. And, 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 and this is a real concern. We write about this in the Max Out Savings Report. And, and then getting back to the things we've talked about before, like well, how overpriced is this, is this stock market? The market's only down 12%, which is nothing. No, but this yeah, stock market yeah. is 25, 30% overvalued. So why should buyers come in now at a market that's still overvalued? What do you think about that? Uh, you, we'll find out next week. We're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> but, hey, yeah, but, look, I mean, uh, uh, but Oscar, this market is broken down. I mean, uh, this, it went underneath the support levels. Uh, look, a couple, well, I mean, there's a few support levels in here still. But it's broken underneath a lot of these support levels, and, and it's a real concern. I mean, uh, the only the only thing yeah. is, once these guys, if we get these people that are going for the long term, the four hundred one k people, if they start throwing in the towel, lose their ten percent uh, penalty, and, and the hell with that, they're the ones to be concerned. Are they going to go for the long term now? You know, are they going to be are they going to be spooked? Yeah, it's important. You can you never want to cash out your plan. Okay, you just go to cash or you buy, you know, uh, 90-day treasury bills if you're that worried. Right. And, and, but you never go to cash. I mean, you never pull your money out of your savings plan. If you do that, you I, I agree, but, but some will do it. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, yeah, it's no, not, don't it, ever do that. That's right. And then the, lastly, China. Well, China is, it, it, China is our natural enemy. 
you know, their military is being built up by, by Walmart money. And, and, to me, and to me, that's really what, what he's trying to do. He's trying to put, China's trying to take over the Pacific. And I think yeah, that's I really the think, big story. Yeah, I don't, look, I don't think you can claim that. You know, I think it's more appropriate to claim they're a natural competitor. And I think we should respect them. Well, there were our enemies and, in Korea and Vietnam, the Ted, remember? No. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think we just, I think we've been very generous to China. And I, and I said, but I really think where our mistake was, and I don't really fault us for doing this, what I really fault us for is, is not paying attention to the American people and realizing the cost that they were paying to do this policy. And that, that's what really bothers me. I'm not really upset with the Chinese for what they've done. Well, why, why, why would the Chinese, hey, Ted, hey, Ted, why would the Chinese build up all their aircraft carriers and all these things out there? Why, why, what's the need for that except to what? Except what? to, what's their reasoning to for do doing something, that? But look at it this way. If you were China, okay, let's say you're, you're China, if, if you're Chinese and I go, Oscar, okay, what do we need to do next? You would go, well, we don't have any aircraft carriers. The Americans do. We need an aircraft carrier. I mean, you know, I mean. But against I who? I, against who? Well, it, it's yeah, us. It's us they're, they're against. against. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think part, don't get me wrong, I don't think they're gearing up for war for the United States. I, I just think they're, they want to build up a great China. I think they're really nervous about starting a war anywhere, but they, they it, it literally, I think some of this comes down to where well, the Americans have an aircraft carrier, we need an aircraft carrier, and so you get this kind of arms race. Well, so so why why give them a hand by 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 doing all these trade deficits and all these kinds of things? Well, you got to ask the, the people that ought to be confronted in this isn't the Chinese. There ought to be the politicians in Washington D.C. and the yeah. in this elite class that have really you know with these different uh, think globalist think tanks that have come up with all this stuff at the expense of the American people. No, I, I think Trump doing the right thing put them a, a little bit on the you know on the defensive. As far as what's going on, they've had their way for the last 20, 30 years now. And I, I think Trump is doing the right thing. So anyway, yeah. thank you, Ted. Yeah, Oscar, by the way, final thing is you're right on that, but it's going to be disruptive for the stock market. Well, that's, a, that's what life is. Our, our national security, yeah. in my opinion, comes first before, before that. Our national security is – because here's the thing. We're going we're gonna to pay if, if they keep doing their military thing. We're going to be paying in the, in the long run more and more military money. It's going to be paid to keep yeah, up with yeah. them. Okay, See? yeah, good, no, good points. I agree. Okay. Thank okay, you. Thanks for the call, Oscar. Now, now, the thing I want to touch base on is uh, I wanted to cover a couple things that, that have come out that uh, a lot of people with the inherited IRAs, some common misunderstandings with the inherited IRAs. If you inherit an IRA, Let's say you're doing your taxes, and you go. The accountant goes, "Well, you need another five thousand dollar, fifty five hundred dollar deduction. Put some money in your uh, IRA." You can't go. Oh, I have this inherited IRA. Uh, let's put the money in that. You cannot contribute to an inherited IRA. And this is a common uh, misconception out there. Is is that you cannot contribute to, uh, uh, to an inherited IRA? It's as simple as that. The the other thing that you, you have to understand too is you can't do you can't take your inherited IRA uh, take a hundred uh, you know, say take fifty thousand dollars out of your inherited IRA use it for thirty days and put it back in or sixty days uh, sixty day rollovers are not allowed in inherited IRAs uh, not even to transfer money. From one IRA to, you know, from one firm to another IRA. They must be done trustee to trustee transfer. This is very important. So understand an inherited IRA is very different from your regular IRA. And, and this is, this is people, run, a lot of people have been running into this. And so understand some of the differences. This is why it's so important we talk about make sure your beneficiary forms are updated on all your IRAs so you so you have the correct beneficiaries because mistakes can lead to the money being have, have to be taken out within five years or in some cases right away if things are mis, mishandled uh, on the beneficiary form. Because remember, in an IRA, the beneficiary form supersedes the will. So understand that. That, that form is what the, what's used by the government to determine where the money's going. So make sure you've got your beneficiary rules updated, uh, your beneficiaries updated.
is understand that you cannot contribute to an inherited IRA. Couple couple things to think about. Uh, we sent out the max out savings report, and a uh, couple things uh, we, we we talked about in the if you if you if you haven't gotten the report, maxoutsavings.com. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Look, on Thursday we wrote about uh, some of the technical areas of the market, and we wrote that if it breaks 2,400, in which the market did, it finished went under 2,400 on Friday late, then the market was really in danger of, 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 the, of the bull market ending or of a stock market crash. And so this is something you ha- it's going to have to get up there very quickly or it's going to be in trouble here. And so the, this stuff was actually written, it was written, these numbers, we were writing it Wednesday, got it written, we were writing it and, and got it out Thursday afternoon as the market was plunging. It really broke through those levels very quickly uh, on the thing. And we've been talking about those levels on the Max Out Savings Show here recently of real danger levels, and it's pretty much breached the, the Dow 2400 area, 24,000 and uh, 20. Uh, which uh, 2,400, is that right, on the, the S&P, uh, 2,600 on the S&P. And, uh, Ted, you have uh, Lee on the line, and there's five minutes left. Okay, thank you. Hello, Lee. Yeah, good morning, Ted. How you doing? Good, thank you. Okay, I got a, a Houston Chronicle here in Houston. It says Exxon Mobil, Exxon Mobil is going to start a new plastic plant on the Gulf Coast. Well, that'd be a good stock to get into if we could. Yeah, that's a a great question. Uh, Exxon is such a big company that uh, one plant's not going to make a huge difference, but Exxon's pretty cheap in here uh, from where it was. And I think you can start looking at Exxon. If the market has a big sell-off, you can start looking at Exxon to do something as, for a purchase in here somewhere. I, I think Exxon's getting cheap. I think they're turning the company around. And so, yeah, it's probably in a reasonably good – I mean, right now I'm reticent to recommend anything until I really understand what this market's going to do next week. I'm really worried about it right now. But, yeah, I think in here or on pullbacks, Exxon's probably a buy. Okay, Ted, I appreciate it. Have a good day. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good, good question. Yeah, well, recommended Exxon, but I looked at it this week, and it was actually pretty interesting. Uh, I tell you what, look, we're going to send out an update on the Max Out Savings Report uh, tomorrow, and if you're not on this, well, there's a mistake on that report, uh, which we were so busy working, we, we, we confused the Dow. That, that should the S&P 500 break 2,600 on, on the, on the, uh, on the uh, number, that's the danger. So we're going to have, that's going to have to be corrected and sent out on, on, on Friday, on, on tomorrow. So we will get you a uh, we'll get you a new report out uh, uh, on that. But so the, the numbers were twenty four thousand on the Dow Jones. This is very important. The, the numbers are, are on the twenty four thousand on the Dow Jones, and twenty six hundred on the S and P is where the dangers of, of the crash are. And so really, it it, it, it went underneath those, and and it, it breached the Dow. The Dow closed at. Uh, at 2588, so it's actually underneath the, 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 the critical support levels that we wrote about in the report. So we'll, we'll send you out another one here tomorrow correcting this, but understand the market has broken underneath those support levels. And in the max out savings report, our, 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 we had 2400, the number's actually 2600. So I think you've got, we've got to watch very closely what happens next week. This market is, is in very tenuous shape right now. And we're going to have to just kind of watch what happens uh, and can it hold these support levels. If not, the liquidity becomes a big problem. And I think you're going to see another spat with China in here because I think if China thinks they can hit us a little bit and our market sell off, it will soften us up for negotiations. Something we're going to have to watch closely. So you want to be very cautious right now. You want to have higher levels of cash. Precious metals look good. Short-term treasuries look good. Those are the better places to be in this market right now. Two minutes. So, so anyway, that's something to think about uh, with the market. Uh, we we, we, we kind of go over what we've talked about uh, on the show today. Inherited IRAs. Understand if you have an inherited IRA, you cannot contribute to it. You have to take out money each year. 
In addition, you also have the uh, you cannot do a 60-day rollover or they're not allowed in an inherited IRA. It's completely different from a regular IRA. There's basically three types of IRAs. There's an IRA, there's an inherited IRA, and a Roth IRA. So if you inherit an IRA, understand it's not like your regular IRA. So make sure you know the rules and talk to your financial advisor on that. Uh, and the other thing, understand the market is broken down underneath the support levels at 2,600 and the S&P and 24,000 on the Dow. And, and so something to think about. And, and again, we're going to send out an update on our max out savings report uh, tomorrow on that. And um, so uh, we'll, we'll get that out to you. But, you know, something to keep an eye on. If you need some help with your retirement, you're concerned, you can always call me during the weekday at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, we value investors in the stock and bond market. You can call us at 713-627-0400. I'll be happy to take a look at your situation. If you need some help with your retirement, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for our free report, and you can also uh, – get a copy of the uh, sign up for the uh, you can also sign up for a sit down with me where we'll take a look at your financial situation and see how you're set for retirement so if you need seconds. some help go to our website maxoutsavings.com and remember our motto and our philosophy to save aggressively and invest conservatively we'll see you next week right here on the max out savings show This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.